Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal and co-host on the show. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. It's week five, somehow, already! So far, we have talked about pepper, mayonnaise, sriracha, and lettuce. So, any guesses what our mystery recipe this season will be? Today, we have a great episode lined up for you. Sulaf is back to guess our theme for this week in Guess the Ingredient. Then Champ is here with a body-positive interview in The Scoop. Molly, this is all sounding a bit familiar, isn't it? Well, sure, Mitzi. We normally start each episode the same way. No, it's more than that. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just feel like we've been here before. We do this every week, Mitzi. For now, at least, it's time for the theme. See? I knew you were going to say that. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. <laughs> Mystery recipe. So, so Mitzi. Mitzi. See? Ah! How did I know you were about to say that, Molly? I mean... We both have a script. It says, so Mitzi, right there. It's my next line. I don't know, Molly. I think something deeper is happening here. I have a very strong feeling of hey, boo-boo right now. Do you mean deja vu? Right. (sighs) That. I feel like we've started this week once before, Molly. I hear you. But again, Mitzi, we start a new week every week. So we sort of have been here before. But this feels different in that it's very much the same. I just can't quite explain it. Well, maybe it'll help if we move on to our first segment. It might, Molly. It might. All right. It's time for our first segment, Guess the Ingredient. In this segment, I'll play some sounds, and then you at home get to try to guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Here we go. Hmm, any guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Sulaf. Sulaf is 13 years old, lives in Greenpoint, New York, and is our official ingredient guesser this season. Um, yellow? Hey, Sulaf, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you, Molly? I am doing very well. I'm excited to have you back for another Guess the Ingredient. Are you ready to get started? Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get to this week's ingredient. I'm going to play you the first sound. So listen closely and we'll talk about it after it's done. (laughs) 
to me, that sounds like frying, like something was being dipped into a pan full of oil, like that kind of sploosh sound makes it feel like, you know, something's being dropped and all that sizzling and stuff. Well, that is an excellent guess because you are absolutely right. This is an ingredient that is very often fried. You are very good at this. Okay, ready for your next one? Absolutely. It sounds like some someone chewing something very crunchy. It's kind of got that kind of sound, you know? Yeah, you are, again, absolutely right. That was the sound of something being eaten, and it has a very recognizable crunch to it. Exactly. All right. Before you make a guess, Sulaf, let's listen to one more sound. I'm pretty sure this is like a um, like a chip bag being crumbled, kind of. Like, it sounds like that. You are very good, Sulaf. That is definitely the unmistakable sound of a bag, like for chips, being opened. So, so far, we know that this item is fried, very crunchy, and comes in a bag. What is your guess? Potato chips. You are very close, but you're not quite there, actually. This is a very specific kind of chip, and it's not a potato chip. So I have a few hints for you and for our listeners at home. This is an ingredient made from a kind of dough called masa that's made of nixtamalized corn. It's often cut into a triangular shape and then fried. And this ingredient is used all over the world, but is native to Mexico and South American cuisines, where it's often used to eat salsa or guacamole and is a necessary part of making dishes like nachos. Does that help you at all, Sulaf? Tortilla chips or corn chips, that kind of thing? Yes. Amazing job. Welcome to Tortilla Chip Week. Tortilla chips are exactly what they sound like. Crispy chips made out of fried corn tortillas. Although these days, most store-bought tortilla chips are made from dough shaped into chip shapes, not tortillas cut into chips. These chips are made using a process called nixtamalization, which we learned all about last season. But in case you missed it, nixtamalization is the process of using limestone or ash to help break down the outer hull of a kernel of corn, as well as change its color and flavor and release more nutrients. They have been made in home kitchens across Central America for a very long time. We'll learn more about that coming up, though. For now, Sulaf, let's talk about those sounds. Are they making more sense to you now? They are. They are. Because while they all could apply to potato chips, they also apply to most other chips on the market, including tortilla chips. So it kind of, it all makes more sense now. You are right on. But yeah, so that first sound was the tortilla chips being fried. And then the second sound was someone taking a very crunchy bite out of a chip, a sound I think we all know pretty well. And then that third sound was someone opening a bag of chips. So thank you so much again for your help this week, Sulaf. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. Bye. And now I want tortilla chips, but bye. I know. Me too. (laughs) Molly! Hey, Mitzi. See, I told you something fishy is going on here. (laughs) What do you mean, Mitzi? It's corn tortilla week. Again! No, actually, it's tortilla chip week for the first time ever. 
I don't know, Molly. That seems awfully close to Corn Tortilla Week, which we did on the show last season. Too close to be a coincidence. It's not actually a coincidence at all. Last season, our mystery recipe used corn tortillas, and this season, it uses tortilla chips. Or perhaps we have somehow splintered off of our usual timeline into some kind of parallel universe. Mitzi, those sound effects were cool. Did you do that? No! See? Something is happening! Well, it's going to have to keep happening for at least another minute, because right now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. Or are they? Yes. Yes, they are. Right, they are. Grown-ups, enjoy your ads. Hey, grown-ups. If there's one thing every kid loves, it's snacks. And with Kroger's Grocery Pickup Service, it's easy to keep your pantry stocked with the snacks your kids love. Like Kroger's original Chipmate cookies. My daughter Olive is a big fan. So these are the original mini Chipmates from Kroger. What does it taste like? <laughs> does it have... Uh, what does it have? Yeah. Chocolate. Chocolate. <gasps> is it so yummy? With Kroger's Pickup Service, you can just shop online for groceries and pick them up at a store near you. To learn more, visit Kroger.com. Happy snacking! Mmm. Should we do cheers? Cheers! Here. Cheers, Daddy. Cheers. Hey, grown-ups! I want to tell you about the latest cool thing from ATK Kids. It's for the three- to five-year-olds in your life, and it's called the Preschool Chef's Club. The Preschool Chef's Club is a monthly box program that sends an actual box of amazing cooking and science-related content, from super simple recipes to activities, crafts, and games that will arrive at your doorstep each month. Each box is organized around a theme, such as colors, restaurants, or the farm. They are very, very fun. Maybe best of all, each box comes with an illustrated storybook filled with brand new characters— all pieces of kitchen equipment that live in America's test kitchen. I can't wait for you all to meet the gang. Dutch the Dutch oven, Tiny the fork, Courtney the measuring cup, Pinch the tongs, and Sizzle the skillet. If you have a preschooler in your life, get more info and sign up at americastestkitchen.com slash kids. And use the promo code FIRSTFREE at checkout to get your first box free. This offer applies to six-month and 12-month terms, which make a great gift for the three- to five-year-olds in your life. And we're back. Back in the past. Back stuck in this universal nixtamalized limbo. Or we're just plain old back. I can see that you are part of this corn-filled universe, Molly, but sadly, I feel like I can't rest until I'm reunited with my own timeline. Betsy, this has always been the plan for us to cover this week. It is similar to Corn Tortilla Week, but there is so much more to uncover about this very specific science-filled dough, and the fact that it is in chip form this week does make a difference in our season finale. That's too neat and tidy an answer, Molly. I can even call you Molly. You can call me Molly. I will call. 
call you Maybe Molly until I know for sure you are the real thing. Oh, I have an idea, Maybe Molly. I'll ask you some questions only the real Molly would know the answer to. Great idea. Let's give it a try. Okay. First question. What do I write in my Christmas card to you every year? That's a trick question. You celebrate Hanukkah. Huh. Very good. But you could have found that information out online somewhere, I bet. And in your Hanukkah card to me, you always write, Mazel Molly, I hope your holidays are as lit as my menorah. Hmm. Another lucky guess. How could I have guessed that? Next question, baby Molly. What is my favorite color? Oh, well, that's easy. It's... Eh? Well, I'd have to say... Huh? Uh, it's... It's what, Molly? You know this. Come on! Actually, I don't really know, Mitzi. And that's not because it's a parallel universe. I just don't think I've ever asked you. I'm sorry. Well, I'd be devastated right now if I weren't so busy being devastated right now. Either this is an alternate universe of cruelty, or you don't know my favorite color. I don't know which I want to be true at this point. Honestly, neither. I'm sorry, Mitzi. No, it's fine. It's not your fault. You're not even real. (laughs) Unfortunately, I am super real, Mitzi. Baby Molly, can we just go to the next segment, please? Thank you. All right. Well, listeners, it's time for the scoop. How's it going, champ? It's going great, Molly. Today, I'm here in sunny Mexico City, in Mexico. I bet you know champ's favorite color. (laughs) I don't, Mitzi. I said I was sorry. My favorite color is red, by the way, in case that matters for something. What's yours, Mitzi? Nice try, champ. Or should I call you mamp? Maybe champ. I won't be fooled into giving it up that easily. Am I missing something here? Sort of, yes. Don't worry, champ. Let's get started with the scoop. Take it away. Thanks, I guess. Um, like I said, I'm in Mexico City. Joined by Juliana. Thanks for inviting me into your lovely home, Juliana. Anytime, champ. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'd love to. Like you said, my name is Juliana, and I am a tortilla chip. Hola, everyone. Hola, mamá. My whole family is listening. They're so excited. We're all excited to have you here. We learned a bit about corn tortillas last season, but you're our first tortilla chip. Can you tell us about what tortilla chips are and how they're different from tortillas? Cece, I think this calls for a history lesson. Yes, that's my favorite subject in school. Fantastico. Like me, tortilla chips originated in Mexico, where they're called Totobos. Mexico is a country near Central America, which we talked a lot about in Season 3. You got it, champ. Early tortilla chip recipes were created in southern Mexico by a group of indigenous peoples called Zapotecs. Eventually, this recipe became very common in a lot of Mexican households. Tortilla chips later became very popular in the U.S. as well, around the 1940s. Why did it take so long for it to catch on in the U.S.? Well, people in the U.S. just didn't know Totopos existed until Rebecca Webb Carranza. (sighs) Who? What? You don't know the Rebecca Webb Carranza? She's a celebrity in the tortilla chip community. Then I guess you should taco about her. 
get it? Like, like, talk about her, but taco? Nacho, best joke, champ. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. I'll work on it. Please continue. Rebecca is originally from Mexico, and when she got older, she and her husband, Mario Carranza, immigrated to the United States. Last season, we also learned that immigrating means to move permanently to a different country. Right! Rebecca and her husband opened El Zarape Tortilla Factory in Los Angeles. They were some of the first to use a machine to mass-produce tortillas, so they made them 12 times faster than they could by hand. The more tortillas, the better. That machine sounds awesome. It really was. But even though they were fast, they weren't perfect. A lot of tortillas came out misshapen, so those would get thrown away. But one day, in the late 1940s, Rebecca took home the less perfect tortillas and fried them in oil. Her family loved them and convinced her to start selling these fried tortilla pieces. So now, Rebecca is recognized as the first to mass-produce and commercialize tortilla chips in America, even though totopos were being made in Mexico long before. Whoa, that's awesome! There's more. Since then, people have created different versions of the traditional triangular tortilla chips. What? There's more than one kind? See, si, tortilla chips now come in all shapes and sizes. My family and I are triangles, but I have cousins who are bite-sized circles, friends who are rectangles, and I even know some tortilla chips that are shaped like tiny bowls. They're great for scooping. Just like this segment, the scoop. Exactamente. I like to think about it this way. Tortilla chips come in different shapes and sizes, just like humans. There are lots of different body types and shapes. That's true. Like how I'm tall and my sister is a lot shorter than me. That's right, champ. Everyone is built differently, so it's important to remember that all bodies are unique and beautiful. So you're saying that my long legs and my sister's short ones are both cool? The coolest? It's all about learning to love yourself as you are, because all shapes and sizes should be celebrated. It's called body positivity. Body positivity? It's an idea that aims to empower and uplift all body types, no matter the physical size or weight. I think I'm starting to get it. But um, what does empower and uplift mean? Should I start lifting up my friends and just carry them around all day? <laughs> this is more about supporting them emotionally. To empower someone means to make them feel stronger and more confident. And to uplift is to help others feel happier and supported. Okay, let's see if I'm understanding this correctly. Body positivity is celebrating all body types, feeling more confident in how you look, and also encouraging others to feel the same confidence in themselves. Muy bien, champ! It's also important to mention that learning to feel confident in your body is sometimes difficult and can take time. I was not always the cool, confident tortilla chip that I am today. Really? See, si. when I was younger, I was jealous of my cousin. She was a bite-sized tortilla chip, shaped like a circle, so she loved to roll around all day. Because of my sharp edges, I couldn't do that. So what happened? I realized that we each have our own unique abilities that make us special. Sailboats can't function without triangular sails. Bridges would break without their triangular foundation. 
the Great Pyramids of Giza are stronger due to their triangular sides. So I'm proud to be a triangle. Being a triangle sounds awesome. It sure is. It took time, but I gradually learned to appreciate my shape and see my body in this positive way. I'm proud of you, Juliana. And I really appreciate our budding friendship. Okay, I'll admit, that was a good one. Chip, chip, hooray! All right, champ, stop while you're ahead. Oh, why? Does someone have a chip on their shoulder? Anyway, that's our scoop for today. Tortilla chips come from Mexico, but thanks to Rebecca Webb Carranza, they're also a tasty snack in the United States. They come in lots of different shapes and sizes, just like people. And it's important to spread body positivity so everyone can feel empowered in their own skin. Thanks for joining us today, Juliana. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Champ. And thanks for that lesson in body positivity, Juliana. Okay. That felt new. See? I definitely haven't met her before. Not in a parallel universe, Mitzi. Just a new week of season four. Oh, hi, Molly. Hi, Greg. I, Greg? What are you doing here? I just came to visit because I heard you were covering nixtamalization again. Uh, Mitzi? Is everything okay? You don't look super excited to see me, if I'm being honest. Uh, Greg, uh, buddy, hell, I love you. You know that I am always so excited to see you. What I'm struggling with is the fact that you are not supposed to be here this season. This is an alternate reality! <gasps> I'm not? Oh, no. W- why? What happened? Don't listen to Mitzi, Greg. She has a theory that we're in some kind of parallel universe, and I think unexpectedly seeing you today sort of confirmed her suspicions a little bit. But welcome back, Greg. Listeners, Greg the Cheese Grater was our intern last season on Mystery Recipe. He uses he-him pronouns and after graduating our internship, decided to become a food scientist. That's right, and it's been going so great. I've been studying with Professor Linning Yao at Carnegie Mellon University. I'm their first ever cheese grater. (laughs) I think you all might know her. She helped to develop the shape-shifting pasta you all talked about in season one. Amazing. Tell her we said hello. That is it. I will not utter one more podcast word into this podcast microphone until I get to the bottom of this. Betsy. Is that... Are you... Me? What's going on here? Mitzi, there's two of you. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Didn't mean to scare you. This must be pretty weird, huh? To have a second future Mitzi appear out of nowhere from the sky like this. Although, you probably didn't know I am a future Mitzi, but I am. I'm Mitzi, but from the future. <laughs> Don't be alarmed, though. Everything is totally fine. Mitzi? Are you really from the future? Really from the future. Really, really. Don't ask me to prove it. I'm not allowed. But things get pretty neat, let me tell you. What are you doing here, then, future Mitzi? Oh, good point, Molly. I shouldn't stay long. I just had to tell you, Mitzi, that you are sort of really going to need to drop this alternate timeline thing. Pretty please? 
It's sort of incredibly imperative to the continuation of humankind that you finish out this season of Mystery Recipe and don't go searching for answers on the Honey Boo Boo thing, okay? Does that make sense, Mitzi? Think you can do that? Whoa. Is that a yes? <laughs> Alright, so I guess that's it. Sorry to, uh, barge in here like this. Oh, and try to forget this ever happened. Alright? Okay. Uh, bye. Wow. I sure did pick the right day for a visit, huh? You're telling me. How are you doing, Mitzi? Uh, how am I doing? Uh, good question. How am I doing? I'm not sure. Well, I think what I just heard is that this season of Mystery Recipe is vital to the continuation of humankind, which is honestly great news. That could be one way to interpret things. Sure. Okay. Let's tighten our suspenders and get back to podcasting, folks. You heard her. Me. You heard me. Us. Well, me. We've got to finish this season and forget that ever happened in order to save the world. From what? I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. But I'll tell you what I do know. Nothing. Nothing at all. I have no idea what's true and what's false, and I'm just going to take things one minute at a time for a little while here. Whew. What a day. What a day indeed. Well, I think all that's left is to finish out today's episode. We're about out of time for today. We'll be back with some more nixtamalized good times next time. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? Our ingredients so far are pepper, mayonnaise, sriracha, lettuce, and tortilla chips. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. The world might just depend on it. You never know. <laughs> Help! Or leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from you. Or listen to us and do absolutely nothing. Just don't read too much into things because you never know what's going to matter in the future. Until then... Keep, Keep on, on cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a Sour Patch Kid. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's a peanut butter cup. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a lemon meringue pie. Andrea Vavjin is a Biscoff cookie, and Katie O'Hara is a chocolate brownie cookie, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik, Strawberry Shortcake, and Matt Boynton, an Orange Creamsicle, of Ultraviolet Audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a key lime pie. Our director of post-production is Jen Margolis. She's a cannoli. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is a chocolate lava cake. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a lattice-top peach pie. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's chocolate avocado pudding. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, 
Executive Food Editor Susanna McFerrin, Associate Art Director Gabby Hamanoff, Senior Editor Afton Cyrus, Associate Editors Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, Tess Cooks Andrea Vavjan and Cassandra Laughlin, and Assistant Tess Cook Kristen Bango. Johanna Lapiad was a contributing writer on this episode. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Jonathan Cormer, Champ Hollins, and Adriana Colon. Translation support from Adriana Colon as well. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. I know I'm supposed to be forgetting about what just happened and everything, but... I just can't get over how good I looked in the future. I mean, talk about a glow up. Did you see my eyebrows? Sorry. Sorry. I did look good, though. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.